Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. You just know you don't even care anymore. Nope. Yeah. It's the end of Stoner Movie September. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our Indica strain and our Salvia strain combine Mm -hmm. into this greenish mishmash of, uh, I wish I knew the scientific name for THC now, that'd make me look really smart, but I don't. But when I they combine, don't think I ever knew it in this in this bowl like device, and you add spark to them, they form uh, Experience Grind smoke. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> where are we going? Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, that's that's a setup that often comes off the cuff that Ryan just doesn't know to follow, and that's the way they go. Is and, it uh, that I don't know, or I see where yeah. you're going? And I'm giving you all the hints. Don't go there. It's not going to work oh, the way. It's yeah. not going to go the way you want it to, Kyle. It never does. <laughs> but uh, if you eagle-eyed listeners are paying attention, you heard a third. <laughs> yeah, I said eagle-eyed listeners. And then you put third in there. A smooth, sultry, additional voice. There it is. Thank you. Yes. That is the lovely voice of our guest, Mr. I'm going to just call you Filthy Phil, because that's how oh. I first knew you. That's that is um, my long-standing email address, which has survived through Hotmail and through Yahoo, and now in Gmail. Wow! So it, you got the transfer? Yeah. Because I was surprised. Like I have a pretty unique online name, I feel, and it was taken on Gmail. Like when Gmail first started, like I couldn't use that name. That's hmm, why I'm that's number the f- seven. There are six oh, other filthy fills out there. <laughs> hey guys, I'm the only. I'm Ryan Demrest. There's a Ryan P. Demarest in California. Same middle initial as me. I, I I think I've said this before. I have his social security card because he sends it to the wrong address. He like <laughs> oh, no. just subscribed to like babe.com. Awesome. Um, and I have all of his credentials. Like I have a I have a porn membership now that I never paid for. Nice. I just it's benefits, man. So this if you amazing. need to go off the grid, you have all the tools necessary to form a new identity yeah. as Ryan P. Demarest. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Though, if I ever want a job, the first thing the employers are going to see when they search Ryan Demarest is this guy. And he is like <laughs> a stoner stand-up comedian who is like very loud and open about it. I'm like, oh, this is going to, this might be bad for me. Oh, so no. I don't know if you know this, but I originally intended to have that Ryan Demarest as That's my what co-host. it was? Ah, shit. But How- I sent the email to the wrong address <laughs> and you got it. How long? And now here we are. How long? Have I, Did have you I, go? So as soon as I showed up, you knew I was not that one. When I first tried and to you improv went with, with you, and you couldn't. Oh, that makes sense because <laughs> yeah. you wanted the sand. Yeah, they had it, it all ties together. Knew what was going on. Oh yeah. Well, fuck me, right? Yes, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Phil, I. <laughs> yes, Phil. Thank you so fucking much for joining us. This is a monumentally unique first for us. You're our first Discord interview. This is. Yeah. This is uh, harrowing, but exciting. Um, I am slowly making my rounds as a professional guest podcast yeah. host. I love well, it. I, 
I do enjoy you when you are on the Tad Pod podcast. I, I enjoy that every time. And I've been on there uh, a few times. Um, well, who I else have you also, been on? I've been on uh, Paul's uh, podcast, oh, Loaded Cart. Yeah, Loaded Cart. Yeah, That's I've done right. a few we stints on, on there. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm slowly getting my my radio um, chops in. Should I ever decide to turn my written journalism career into audio journalism? I don't see why not, man. Or even like, just mm-hmm. like live stream it or blog it. We do yeah. have a radio station in the uh, the Pamplin Media family from uh, with which I work. So it's not inconceivable that I could one day parlay my mm. experience here into actually doing some radio. Not that I've... I would want to. I, I I find the prospect of doing so terrifying. So, really. Is yeah. it is it because it's live? What what's the terrifying yeah. part for you? Uh, I've never been great at at speaking extemporaneously, um, particularly in front nice of an audience. Pull. <laughs> uh, podcasting notwithstanding, um, it's it's funny. I am a uh, journalist, thus I I have to interview people frequently, and it is always the worst part of my job. I hate really? interviewing people, especially like man. Like new people, which you have to do all the time. You know, I I do sports journalism, so I'm constantly talking with coaches every season. So I develop a relationship with them, and it's it's mm-hmm. um, fine. But when I actually have to like talk with students and and student athletes and other people that I don't have any sort of established relationship with, it is it is like pulling teeth. I hate it so much. How, so how is that? But like, do you feel like your age when you're trying to talk to like a teenage football player? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you do have the common thread of like football that you're generally trying to discuss. Yeah, but it still falls into that really hard, um, like, what do, you, what do you do to ask about a game? Like, how do you feel about running so well and kicking that goal so good? Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough to have like a good conversation afterwards and not have it come off as like really um, just cliched and rote. What? So. That is um, the part that I hate about, like, even professional sports. Like, yeah. everybody says, like, the same five things yeah. in maybe a little different way. It's like, we went out there, we tried our best, they just brought the better offense, or what, you know, it's, nothing is ever unique. I like a unique interview where you're actually talking to the person. Yeah, now, and stuff. add that to um, a 15-year-old boy's inability to form, like, <laughs> coherent thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And sure. it's just it's all the boners. A, they take it away a from show. you. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, I've noticed in, in the five years or so I've been working at this uh, current job that the girls are so much better public speakers than the guys. Absolutely. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can get great interviews with a lot of the girls that I, I cover. The guys, they're either just like brick walls, stoic, or just don't like just freeze up. Like I (laughs) would at that age. And it's like, it's one word answer city and it's awful. So So you don't interview students a lot. I take it. If if I can, if I can go to the coach after a game and talk to him or her, then that's what I will do. Cause it's, it's uh, low hanging fruit. It's easy pickings. I guess. So, I mean, we've been talking about it, but people who haven't picked up on this, Phil is a local news reporter. Primarily, you do cover sports. Do you do anything else? Uh, A little bit. Um, When you work at a a small community newspaper, you end up doing – you end up wearing a lot of hats. Um, Sure. There is simply not enough um, – 
people to cover all the beats. So I do mostly sports, but I do school news. I'll go to school board meetings. I've gone to a city council meeting and covered those. I'll, a lot of it's uh, event coverage, you know, going to... We just had Oktoberfest over here recently, which I did not cover, but we have a lot of community celebrations that, um, you know, go out to the weekend, get some pictures of people eating and drinking, talk to a vendor, that sort of thing, and, and write up a story on it. So Do you get, like press exclusive stuff like you don't have to pay for drinks and stuff um not drinks but you don't have to pay for for entry a lot of the time which well, is that's awesome which is nice and occasionally you do get invited to the uh to the snack table which uh has its <laughs> benefits you know <laughs> do you uh do you take your own pics or do you like have a traveling photographer too no i take my own pics i had to i had to self-teach my I teach myself how to take pictures on a camera. Uh, that's uh, a skill that I did not possess and never took any lessons to do, but slowly through doing it over the course of many years, I have become proficient. So and you're it's... using like a legitimate camera, not just taking pictures on your phone. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a very nice camera worth um, a lot of money that I am always very, very scared of, of <laughs> uh, dropping or ruining. So it's, um, I take it that it's the newspapers. It is, yeah. I have okay. my own camera, um, which I dabble with, but I, I find I take the majority of my pictures with the okay. with the newspaper camera. So did this did did this kind of start to get you into photography now? Like because you had to do it for you said you have your own camera now. Are you now finding yourself doing things outside of your job with photography? Mostly just like family pictures. Like uh, if okay. I'm if I'm heading out uh, somewhere with with the wife and son, I'll I'll occasionally take the camera with me to get some pictures. But it's also like super intrusive. Like the the obviously great thing about having a phone is that it's just easy to whip out and take a picture. It's it's a little mm -hmm. less, um um, it's not as easy to take out a big hunkin' piece of uh, machinery and try and um capture a spontaneous moment with someone just like clicking away with a huge lens in your face so mm -hmm. um, it has it's, its it has its limitations for sure if you're trying to creep shot it's way easier on a cell phone too because <laughs> you can just act like you're checking a text it is it is yeah and i mean if you pull up that camera to your eye they're like what are you doing you weirdo there's I've, I've got lots of pictures of people just like <laughs> looking at the camera weird you, you, you can't help but look at a camera when it's pointed <laughs> at you so <laughs> um so I still want to get. I really like mining this. Yeah, reporter. Just like, like fucking. Who cares you cover about home Let's of just fucking, do this. You care about a lot of or cover <laughs> a lot of sports. Like, what is what's your favorite one to cover? Like, mm, favorite one to cover. I've always been a basketball fan. I think that's okay. kind of why I got, I've got into sports uh, journalism in the first place. Nice. You know, I, I live in that. Oregon, and the only professional sports team in the area is the Portland Trailblazers. So I have been a lifelong fan, and that's um, always been my favorite sport to cover. Um, football's up there. Football's fun. It's easy. I like high school football myself. Yeah, we've we've There's got some. We've got some uh, not good teams which can yeah. be difficult to cover um it's it's definitely there's a lot of like good news reporting of you know what's what's the the nugget of um of goodness we can get out of this 60 to 5 or 60 to 3 loss but um but it's <laughs> i've i've hey gotten man, they got that they got that field goal baby yeah yeah that kicker is looking into... good this year 
I've gotten more into soccer um, since I've been here because the primary school that I cover, I cover five schools, the biggest of which is like a, a soccer powerhouse. And, really? And as a result, you know, I cover them a lot and I've, I've come to enjoy that, that sport a lot more than I used to. It helps when you cover a team that is really, really good at what they do. It so helps in anything. Like if you like the good football yeah. team, it, it just makes it nice because they win. And Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are, I think those are probably my, my top three. Um, in terms of like actually event coverage, the, the wrestling and the track and field state championship events are a lot of fun because they're all held at one place. There's usually at a huge arena with everything going on at once you know at a wrestling state championship meet they'll have maybe 12 different mats that are going with wrestlers you're at down in time, the pit yeah. of this um big memorial coliseum up in portland um you know track and field state championships they're holding you know 12 different events or whatever at once all going on and you get like the privilege of of being uh, part of the press is you could be right there on the field next to the mat next to the shot put pit or or javelin pit or whatever and you're you're got a just a front row seat for everything going on which is pretty awesome do you wear one of those trilby hats with like a press logo stuck in the bat in the bill i should i you really should man i'm honestly surprised you don't (laughs) i have a captain's hat i occasionally wear like really an honest to god mediterranean black captain's hat with a little um little gold (laughs) sigil on it um (laughs) I have a lot of like goofy hats I like to wear. I like to I like to be seen as a hat guy out there. Um, I like okay. to have a gimmick occasionally for, respect that. for I like high to school stand sports. Out. So I've got I've got like a summer like Cuban hat. I've got a couple of visors. I I do have kind not like a trilby, but like a, kind of a plaid ish um, like workman's type of type of hat. I've got like a Kangol looking oh, hat as I, well. I saw you so. in the Kangol I think last week. I don't uh, think that's a legit Kangle, but it's it's yeah. like a it's like a knockoff kind of one that I got a long time ago. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I totally know what a Kangle is. I, I got it. <laughs> All right, yeah. here, I'll explain it to you right now. <laughs> In the picture, wherever you see Samuel L. Jackson wearing all white, and he's got the weird hat that goes, it starts big and goes back. <gasps> yes, and it has, that's the a purple Kangle. one. That's a Kangle. Yeah. Okay. I, I had a, a wrestling dad oh. approach me when I was wearing that at a meet, and. Um, question why i was wearing a beret at a wrestling match <laughs> that's you know you're, yep you know you're wearing a beret at a like... wrestling match okay <laughs> it's a beret <laughs> what was your response uh-huh. what did you do um i don't i was like on a mat taking pictures and covering a match and i was like uh okay <laughs> I, th- I guess no respect cool. for the press. No respect. Like, <laughs> it was such a bizarre interaction. It was, yeah, it's, I, I, I guess it wasn't a manly enough hat to be wearing at such a manly sport. I should have been wearing a, a cowboy hat or, Man. or something. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, trucker hat backwards. Would yeah. Work. Maybe if it was a mesh trucker hat, he would mm-hmm. have given me a fist bump or something. <laughs> I don't know. So I like an event like that wrestling state meet or the track state meet. That's like an all day thing for you, right? all weekend yeah it's usually all like a weekend. three day three day you, kind of thing are you getting you are getting paid like the whole time you're there right is yeah, that i like... get paid i get paid salary so oh, um, okay. It's, okay it's whatever amount of hours that i i work you know i'll get an overtime if i if it's absolutely necessary but mostly i just have to balance my work week in order to um you know 
work the hours that I need to work. So something like that, you know, I might take a, a Wednesday and Thursday off if I'm going to be working so all day, sure. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Okay, that's what I was kind of curious about. Yeah, get to set my own hours, which is nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the luxuries of being like a one-man sports department at a small newspaper. I'm kind of in charge of myself, and there's not a whole lot of pressure on me other than uh, as long as I have a full slate of stories at the end of the week, then I can kind of come and go as I please. Do whatever the hell you want. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. Ryan used to work in the newspaper business. I did. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this, Phil. I did not. I know <laughs> precious little about you guys outside of what's <laughs> been stated on the uh, on the show that you do. And the few times we've actually met in person, which and the has, twice, the twice yeah. we have met, has, yeah. al- has always been a, a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan I... used to make the ads yeah. for the newspapers, though. That's why I said it tied into what you were talking about earlier with your conglomerate. Hell yeah, I got to get paid. You do. Mm-hmm. Did you interact with any people actually on the newspaper? Um, no, because they were super clickish. Oh, so shit. I stuck to the design team. Phil, are you in a click? Um, n- no. <laughs> the we have a very small cool. office. All all the advertisements are built off site. So, like, if Ryan, if you were building ads for my paper, uh-huh. um, we would never meet and never interact with each other. Okay, because yeah. you would be miles away at a different office. So. Yeah, I think that's what the paper's doing now. But at the time, we were all just together, but we were on the very far side of the building by the address, making all the calls. And yeah, the the editorial people, you keep the, they uh... were so clicky. And they were all like fresh out of college, too, and like yeah. just so full of themselves. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I Phil, you're great. But so far, my experience with other reporters has not been great. <laughs> I'm also not fresh out of college, which, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a seasoned true. veteran at this point. We have <laughs> so we have we have three positions. We have the editor, um, we have the sports writer and we have the news writer um, and we do all the news coverage for, for our area. Um, the editor's been in place since I've been there. I've been in place since I've been there, obviously, five, yeah. five years in those five years. <laughs> in those five years, we have had seven news writers come and go um wow a lot of them you know fresh wow. college folks that come in try it for a few months and either um decide they don't like it or they want to the allure of portland is is too much and they <laughs> decide to go try their hand up there um mm, but it's mm-hmm. it is the defense against the dark arts job um of my newspaper and it's just cursed and we're we're destined never to get get a full-time person it's awful oh yeah (laughs) that sounds horrible was that a harry potter reference there it was it is it is my harry potter knowledge is weak so i just wanted to make sure i I get it kinda i get it kinda (laughs) you get it through osmosis osmosis jones you guys remember that movie um either of you it's chris rock i do animated movie i never saw it but Yeah. yeah it's also got bill murray I was going to say, they go into somebody famous. I can't remember who they go into. It's Bill Murray. It is. Yeah. Because he eats garbage. Is that what it is? Well, yeah. He eats like trash off the floor and it makes him sick. And Osmosis Jones, his white blood cell, has to keep fighting these different bacteria. It's a great movie. All right. Well, he's a white blood cell. That's that's the, how that movie got made. Right? Isn't yeah. it? We He's a white blood cell and he's played by Chris Rock. That's done yeah. here's the check i guarantee you that's what I mean, if i was a producer i would write that check why you'd be the worst fucking producer oh yeah that movie didn't make any money i'd also want giant <laughs> mechanical spiders in my wild west movie <laughs> <laughs> 
That's I'm fair. a producer, damn it. Uh, I'm paying for Have it. you seen Wild Wild West? Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic, and that third act only lives because of that spider. Speaking of great movies, let's talk about Homegrown. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about anything else. So, Phil, you're a guest on this show because mm-hmm. you recommended this uh, movie. And that's, it actually... That's... One That's our a word. Poll. Yeah. Um. I I posted a a movie poster. Yeah. Um. Of it, I wouldn't say it's a recommendation, and well, upon watching it, I doubly wouldn't say it's a recommendation. Good. But we're all gonna be on the same page here. I like how nice. you're talking like you're on the fucking trial already. Like you know <laughs> yeah. we're gonna turn real quick. <laughs> well, I've only met you guys twice before, <laughs> and I feel like. This movie, um, you might take it as a as a um, indication of my tastes and and feelings towards media, and I, I do not want to put that out there in any right. way whatsoever. Here's the thing: I don't hold this movie choice against you. I Good. was watching it, and I kind of thought, I think Phil doesn't like us. I think Phil <laughs> might not like us. I did not expect this to be the most popular voted on uh, here's the thing movie. i need to go back because who fucking else voted and liked on this one because why did. i never saw I guess this I did, but i did all i of went them. i went back and looked today it was you it was shane davis and it was a third person who okay. i cannot remember huh. but they said they liked the part where ted danson wanted to have his dog see <sighs> billy bob thornton's balls oh my god so. that's okay <laughs> I gotta look this up too, because okay. I gotta know who this was. Because man, I forget. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm sure we all have some notes here. A few. Um. So this is about to be probably shit fest, uh, hardcore. I'm gonna go. This is the worst movie for stoner movie September we've ever done. Ever. Yeah. Like oh, not yeah. E- not even this year, but in all all I the think movies in all stoner movie combined. September, this is. And here's the thing, it's not even like a terribly made movie Disagree. per se. Disagree. So there are I'm... a lot of issues. Oh, I But it's so bland and mediocre. That's... Like yeah. that's true too. I think you can have it both ways, and sure. this movie proves it. It's like the shitty chocolate and the shitty peanut butter coming together to make a shitty Reese's. <laughs> this movie is bland and yet offensive. It's crazy offensive. Like not <laughs> not like offensive like races. Though there is a lot of anti-Italian slurs from John Lithgow at one point. Can you blame him? I mean, it's... yes, <laughs> I can. <laughs> John it's Lithgow funny you better. mentioned the, the shitty Reese's because this totally reminds me of like, not the good peanut butter cups you get in Halloween, but like the ones you can tell that it's like knockoff chocolate and peanut butter. Or like those yeah. knockoff peanut butter eggs that yeah. are trying like, to look is... like Reese's, but mm-hmm. they're, I know... they're not. You're trying to make a movie, but you fucked it up. So, like this is this is like a poor man's Pineapple Express. It's got like the the three dummies trapped in a crime caper, but they just they fucked it up. Yeah. They absolutely fucked it up. Here's the thing I didn't get watching this movie. How are there so many fucking big name people in this? <laughs> I don't know. This is like it's, that that movie 32 or whatever that came out. A, 42. Yeah, movie yeah. 42. Whatever the fuck the, it was. The Fairly Brother ones. This, I'm, alright. Not getting into Illuminati shit, but I've been watching Dave Chappelle since he's come back. 
This is some Hollywood Illuminati shit. You think? Yeah. This was made by the Gyllenhaal family. This is Did the you guys Hollywood know that? Ha- I fucking saw Stephen Gyllenhaal's name on it, and then the two Ding Dong kids popped up. <laughs> fucking Maggie and Jake are both in this movie, and it's directed I blinked, by their and fucking I dad. Jake. I guess yeah. I didn't know I Jake saw was his either. name in the credits. Yeah. I did not see him. I think he's a kid at the party with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's got Ted Danson. It's got Judge Reinhold. It's got like some bizarre cameos. Billy Bob Thornton. Um, oh shit, Ryan Felipe, Hank Azaria, John Lithgow. Kelly Lynch. Yeah, that's right. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Jovi. (laughs) This movie is, and it's also Gavin Belfort from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Which that's, I love. That's the one name he played. He played Ben. He played the the mole, didn't he? I wasn't familiar uh-huh. with him. Yep. It was a. Uh, I don't know, man. This movie's it's so fucking all over the place. It's not sure what it wants to be. No. It's trying to be like three things, and it doesn't succeed even half at any of them. That even extends to the fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack oh, is also ha- it has no identity. No. It's all over the fucking place, and then. Like the times where I think the 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 director, I'm using fucking finger quotes. The director, mm-hmm. um, had like an artistic intent. Was like when Ryan Felipe was out there, and the song was like, "I'm so fucking stupid, I'm fucking dumb, I'm so fucking dumb." The punk song because his character's dumb. You get it? Yeah. I fucking. <laughs> oh man, Phil, have you have you ever seen this movie before? I have. That's okay. that's why I I quote-unquote recommended it to you guys because i had <laughs> seen it himself continuously <laughs> continuously um i probably saw it, i probably saw it um first or second year of college you know this would have been like 2002 ish okay. um so a few years after it came out it's certainly i have no idea how and where i got access to this it's not like this was ever in any theatrical releases mm-hmm. or anything. And I had never heard of this movie before you showed it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's forgettable. So I guess um, that holds true still. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it is forgettable again. Cause there's so many fucking people in this movie and it is just, yeah. it's not good on like every front. Everything yeah. is like half assed. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's no memorable moment. Like there should be moments like, you should lead to a set piece or like a big comedic funny thing or like a big dramatic moment. But this movie has none of it. It wants to have the tension. It doesn't have tension. The only tension it manages to make is with like everybody real quickly reacting to pulling out their guns. Like I've never seen a movie where everybody is so fucking trigger happy to pull a gun and aim it at somebody. Not even in a Tarantino movie. Not even in a fucking (laughs) Tarantino movie. But, like, you have, like, lovers in this movie fucking pulling guns on each other to prove a point in the middle of a fight during... It's like, what are you fucking doing? What is this shit? But, like, nothing comes off well. I I don't know. I Am I off base here? Am I being too harsh? No. No. No, not at all. Do we... Do we want to kind of go through the basic premise of the film for those sure. who who don't actually um And nobody want should to watch this? this. Yeah, nobody should watch this. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phil, you're our guest. You give us a rundown. All right. Um so it's essentially it is a it is a a crime caper like like I mentioned before that that takes place in Northern California. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Hank Azaria, and Ryan Phillippe 
are all weed farmers who work for John Lithgow's character. And John Lithgow gets shot in like the first two minutes of the film. And so the three of them kind of panic. They freak out. They all kind of see their um, time and investment kind of go up in smoke um, as it were and they decide to cut and run they they actually physically cut down a bunch of weed and take it and sell it to bon jovi who's the local like dealer there and make their money back and then they decide well there's still a bunch of weed up there so what if we go up and billy bob pretends to be john lithgow by by calling all his contacts over the phone and setting up further deals and tries to um, tries to con- sell the millions of dollars worth of weed and ends up getting in trouble with the uh, the Italian mafia, ends up getting in trouble <laughs> with so um, the local growers and police, um, ends up getting in trouble with uh, burners, I think is what they call, rippers. Rippers, rippers. Those, yep. those are the, the folks who, who come and try and steal their weed from them. Um, and it, it just it kind of tries to be comedic and it kind of tries to be dramatic and thrilling and and scary like in a oh no what's going to happen to these characters but you don't give a shit so it doesn't really yeah. work yeah. um and then it all ends in like a comedically botched sale to bon jovi and then the cops come in and they confiscate the weed and they burn it all and all the townsfolk get high on the weed. Which and I, all of this seems end. so fucking weird, man. Yeah. We- and it's it's um just pockmarked with all these weird late nineties pop punk songs and like melodramatic like nineties. I called it I actually wrote the this soundtrack down. super dates the I movie. wrote it down as the high school dance soundtrack. Oh my god, yes. That's yes. exactly what that is. No, because I mean there's hits at high school dances. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, like the they're gonna play feeling. I believe I can fly, not and I quote, so fucking dumb by the sex guns. It's not even the sex pistols, it's the sex guns. It's, it's a band it's you've a never band. heard of. It's a fake band that made a shitty one off song yeah. in a studio to like push this movie out in a Hollywood Illuminati style, like you said. This is like a sampler. Like this is it's like a bunch of songs from samplers or demos sure. of people trying to get big, you know? What uh what Phil didn't mention is that also for no reason there's a twin brother of John Lithgow who shows up yeah. and does nothing in the movie. It's, it's the twist. He shows up for a scene and he get, he's kind of pissy and yeah. then he you never see him again. It would have been cool yeah. had they maybe put that guy into the mafia situation, made it tensionable. Yeah, so that's that's the thing is is he shows up um, for no so, reason. They don't use him at all. So John no, Lithgow's just, character apparently makes a deal deal with the mafia. The mafia is supposed to get all the weed he's growing, mm-hmm. but the hometown folks don't want the Italian mafia to be in. So they they hire an assassin to kill John Lithgow, <laughs> and so now the there's like tension between the mafia. And the hometown uh, growers or, you know, the, the town that they grow in are all like super, they, they understand that the local growers drive the economy. So they want to continue that that um, relationship. The cops are in on it. Mm-hmm. The local townsfolk are in on it. And they don't want the Italian guys moving in on the local economy. So they assassinate John Lithgow at the beginning. 
Um, apparently that that debt that gets pushed on to John Lithgow's twin brother, um, who commands that they sell the weed to the to the Italians or they'll get killed. But um, if if they don't sell the weed to the Italians, then they'll also get killed. So <laughs> it's it's um, a real catch twenty two. It is. It is. It's a. It's a quandary. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they he comes in pissed off and says like, if you don't, if you don't sell this weed to them, then they're gonna kill me. And then they just leave that thread dangling. Yep. They never resolve it. There's so many of instances of that in this movie where like things happen that don't do anything. Like the the chick that fucked Hank Tazaria suddenly falls for like Ryan Felipe who I don't care about in this I don't care about these two fucking people in this movie. I don't care about no. anybody well, in yeah, this but fucking like, movie except for I don't care about Judge this relationship. <laughs> Judge Reinhold is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's the only one who's like vaguely memorable. Like, is he also the only one that vaguely kind of uh, He's charming. Weird. Charming and knows maybe <laughs> what he's into like I can't believe this movie has Billy Bob fucking Thornton and this I, man this everything about this movie is so fucking weird. Ryan yeah. Felipe yeah garbage i mean but this dude has really fallen off in fairness no well he was he never had it dude, he was I good in mcgruber in, that is it he was great in way of the gun disagree i love that movie disagree and i hate his fake yelling like his fake angry yell and like i haven't seen it forever well no, well i'll tell you what it is he has a scene in this movie where he pulls a gun sideways on gavin right and he like because he has him up he's like maybe they left me here with you because I'd shoot you or something. And like, he goes like, ah! and like, he pulls out the gun all sideways, nineties rapper style, like fucking real cool and edgy. That's what way of the gun is. It's that, but he says cunt a lot. Can I talk about the gun? Way of the gun sucks, by the way. And <laughs> in this movie that he's fucking mm. using because it's a goddamn desert Eagle 50 fucking caliber. What I'm saying though, he's fucking shooting. it so casually where there's no way dude everybody sh all right everybody shoots so gu guns they're so casual about it like yeah. I, I already brought this up they're bringing out guns left and right in the fucking that shootout fucking in the woods. forest scene is when i was like <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking movie yeah. ever i'm gonna lay it out real quick and then please i want to jump onto something else okay. but like yeah so the setup is billy bob these three guys are kind of in a shootout with the rippers because surprise Gavin, who they thought earlier, I'm just gonna call him Gavin Belford from around. I'm not gonna say his, I don't know his name. I think it's Ben. They think he's a ripper. Oh, surprise. He's a ripper because there are no fucking surprises in this movie. But Billy Bob <laughs> gets kind of trapped, like he's pinned down, and Gavin has the shot on him. But little does Gavin know that Ryan Felipe is in a tree fucking hiding and he has a gun. And Ryan Felipe sees Gavin with the sights on. I think Jake is his name because this is important because he has the gun and instead of doing anything smart or useful or anything like a normal fucking character would do, he yells, Jake, 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 and then proceeds to get shot at by Gavin and then pull out a gun and immediately start shooting back. Like, what is this fucking logic? There's, there, mm. ah, <laughs> uh, all right. And I'm going to calm down. Please take over somebody else. All right. The shoot, the shootout was great. Um, <laughs> see, having, <laughs> Not, not in, not in, yeah. no, no, like in a Schoenfreude kind of way. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like Bill, Billy Bob Thornton in a, in a 
bathrobe and boxer shorts, not even attempting to take cover. He is he is standing upright yeah. tall, just with like a, a Uzi or a machine gun in his hand, just like just rat a tatting right there, standing up, doesn't even care what the fuck is going on. Um, mm-hmm. It is it was the most bizarre shootout I have ever seen. Yeah. It is yeah, absolutely. It's also <laughs> poorly shot. Like the the choreography is like kind of weird. It's hard to tell where people are geographically like in this little shootout like outside of that one one part i mentioned like i had no like where the fuck is hank azaria even in the shootout like i have no, no. idea where anybody is yeah i see what you're saying you don't and there's then, no layout yeah you can't figure out and where there's, people there, are there's a lot of weird editing things yes. too like hank azaria will get shot at and like you know, you see the bullets hit trees and dirt around him. And there are many shots of Billy Bob, as you said, in his robe, just fucking rolling around, shooting things like dodging bullets. But like, yeah, nothing is getting shot in this wide, wide frame. Nothing. There is like no squibs, no like dirt flying up. But then you cut back to these guys shooting like a bunch of machine guns at him, you know, and just nothing like it's weird shit like this. I feel like and this there's like movie was way over edited, maybe. But there's like. I felt there was like eight to ten rippers out there, mm-hmm. and and they at one point it seems like they have the three characters pinned down and they're fucked, and that's when that's when Ben comes up behind Billy Bob and and Ryan Philippi accidentally shoots him, and then you hear like from eighty yards like oh I think they got Ben, Let's and run then they away. all just uh. then they all just disperse, and they're just like oh I guess I guess that's that shit. <laughs> it's so dumb like yeah things happen in this movie to happen yeah like and there's a lot of uh what do you call it just fucking expositional dialogue we're like here's and, what's happening now i mean phil you brought it up and i think it's it's the adr like there's so much adr in this movie yeah. and a lot of it is this expositional stuff i would say like 20 percent of the dialogue is adr you see to the it, point where John Lithgow is—they literally have a voice recorder yeah. that Billy Bob is listening to these notes on tape that John Lithgow left himself before he died for some reason. <laughs> what an uh, epic waste of an actor! Like ninety yeah. percent of his stuff is either that voice recording or it's occasionally over the phone when they're they're talking to his brother. And um, anyone who's heard John Lithgow's voice can go. Oh, that's John Lithgow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think so when also... they're like surprised, like, oh my gosh, he's there. It's like, yeah, you've been talking with him the whole movie. Yeah. Like, this this is not a surprise. You've worked with this guy for, let's say, at least five years. You can't recognize his fucking voice on the phone. <laughs> uh-huh. Let alone the twin brother. Twin people don't sound alike. Yeah. They don't just magically have the same fucking voice. It's true. I and and it feels right. Like he's like one of the top ten people in Hollywood with such a distinguished way of speaking and voice sounds just like him, Christopher Walken, like these are people you know their voice when you hear it. Yeah. Like I don't know. What were you I think they got what were you they could thinking? afford him for one day. So they fucking yeah. crammed everything in and then they're like, All right, thanks, man. For this scene, you're going to need to sit in office. Uh, then you're going to get out of a helicopter and just fall down. Um, and then we need you to come in and just say like a lot of racist Italian shit. And then some really corny dad oh, jokes, he, please. He does say WAP, doesn't he? He says WAP and Guinea so Guinea. fucking much. Yeah. So much. All right. So we brought it. Let's talk about And then about he calls fucking... it loco weed. And you're going to take a trip to Crowbar 
hotel. Yeah, instead fuck, of prison. Fuck that whole scene. Yeah, all that dialogue is awful. So, I am, so much. I'm of this. so glad you brought that up. I forgot that. <laughs> the I forgot to take hotel. a note that he t- calls it Crowbar Hotel. I've never heard that referring to jail ever. They are such no like one has. old man. That's jokes. not a term that exists. <laughs> no. except for in this movie. <laughs> Fucking Stephen Gyllenhaal or whatever was like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. No. So let's... wait, wait, real quick, Stephen Gyllenhaal. Okay. He is related, right? Is, to, to Maggie and the, Jake. Is he the dad. father? Yeah, he's okay. the dad. dad. So I guess talent skips a generation, am I right? And also between <laughs> siblings. Well, I mean, one of them absorbed the talent from the other one. I'll let In you decide world. who. Yeah. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal's the worst. Okay, yes, she is the worst. <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're both on the same page here. <laughs> yes. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is a fucking treasure. He really is. And he's, and he's going to be Mysterio, so whatever. He's cool. Continue on with what you were going to do, Kyle. I forget. Oh, I wanna, I'm trying to segue with Wops and Guineas. Oh, God damn it. Let's talk about these fucking Italian mobsters and Ted oh, okay. goddamn dancing. <laughs> yeah. Because, holy um, shit. Oh, another guy. Another waste of this day. character. Also completely miscast. Yeah. Ted dancing as an intimidating figure? Nah. Ain't cutting no. it. No. I was- but that may have been the point because it does come across i'm not sure were they trying to make him intimidating or were they trying to come across as him trying to be intimidating but not getting the job done i think i i kind of saw it as maybe him being like um a little jokey or they're 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 aware at the beginning but as soon as he wants to show the dog the balls to then bite the balls then i think it he is trying to be intimidating because then like that's when Billy Bob really puts on his acting shoes and like he's terrified and whatever, but <laughs> he puts on his acting yeah. shoes. Well, because I mean, he's fucking asleep for most of this movie. He there, really is. There are two scenes where he's like yelling. I'm like, oh, all right, he's into it that day. He, <laughs> I guess like uh, those are good days, but I, I, I see this as like prototype Billy Bob where yeah. he's still working on the, the surly asshole character that he's honed over like the past two decades. You can and, see hints of it. You yeah. Know, this, mm-hmm. This is the rough draft that, you know, we get to see later on in, like, Fargo and in, oh, yeah. um, so or in all the other plan, good stuff or he's so- done. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a little bit of that, but, but yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still rough. It's still not quite there. I think, talking of Billy Bob, I think he's got probably the closest thing to a character arc or a character in this movie. Does he? And it's not great, but, like, I... There are shades there, right? Because like he wants so badly to be Malcolm, like he's to inhabiting his life. Yeah, he he goes with like Jamie Curtis at the thing. Isn't she related to the Malcolms in some way? Also, and, like, what is with the weird makeout session between those two for no reason? I don't know. I don't. Right? Has, yeah. Has Jamie Lee Curtis ever come off to you like as anything other than a fifty-year-old mom? Like even in her young <laughs> days and like True Lies, like that sexy strip scene. Like I'm just like, ew, that's a mom. I would have liked that if that was Sigourney Weaver. I mean, she did play like mm-hmm. a house mom who was trying to be sexy in that. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, sure. no, she's been she's been a mom for forever. Was she supposed to be like the mayor of the town? I have like, no what idea was, what, what she was her is. role. Is she just another drug dealer at like a hippie compound? That's what I got from it. I, I didn't understand it because she has the party after the big sale every year. But like yeah. they don't get any of the money. I don't know what is happening in this fucking movie. No, there's no, no fucking that's... risk. There's nothing on the line. I don't care. Yeah, that's always the sign of a good caper is that you have no idea what the fuck's going on. 
Yeah. Also, you you might want to root for like the heroes in a movie instead of just feeling like, man, I hope I hope Ryan Felipe eats it real yeah. quick. I hope oh, he's man. out of this real soon, and it never happens. <laughs> he doesn't. No. We don't even... And he has he has no arc whatsoever. You're talking about like God, folks who have yeah. arcs. You know, at the very end, you know, they make this this joke of like Billy Bob's like, well, there's some some uh, property for sale. We can buy all this up and and do this all again next year. And Ryan Phillippe's character is like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And everyone's like. No, no, you. I was being sarcastic. We're not fucking no. Like Ryan Phillippe's character is just, just flat idiot the entire way. And maybe that's what they were going for. And they're just secretly brilliant. They just they nailed the look of every '90s stoner teen who was way into pot. And he, this is an actually a brilliant performance that we are overlooking. But I don't think it is. (laughs) I'm just annoyed by it. I'm just annoyed by well, it. Well, because he's not funny. He's not charismatic. He's not anything with it. Like, I don't even think he plays stoner really good. Because, yeah, it's like the the one stoner beat he does is like, I think in the beginning, there's a tense scene where Hank Azaria and Billy Bob are like fighting. And he just like smoked a bunch of weed because he saw John Lithgow get shot. And he's got like the most inappropriate over the top stone giggle fit. That like I've ever seen. Oh, when they're oh trying to gosh. talk on the phone, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, nobody fucking acts like this. Like this isn't even like authentic stoner. Like, wh- what are you even doing? It almost seems like in real life, Billy Bob and Hank Azaria are like actually annoyed by him in that scene too. Like, like shut I the would fuck be up. Yeah. I would be too. Yeah. No, I think I think this movie was absolutely made by people who have never um, smoked and don't don't really know because it it falls into the trap of like when you get high you kind of start to hallucinate and see and hear things a bit and Mm -hmm. it's just like no no one who has ever smoked a joint has ever like started seeing and hearing things and like freaking out like that that's the one sour note in friday is when he opens the cabinet door and there's a head in there i'm like bullshit bull fucking shit Uh uh-uh and when people start seeing tracers on weed, it's like, you've never smoked weed. This is dumb. Can we talk about stupid, sexy Hank Azaria? Stupid. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> this dude is, what? Like, I didn't know, no, fucking Hank Azaria was so jacked. And well, he's, had, he's got fucking pecs it, and abs in this movie and a mullet. It comes out of nowhere. He is like, he is like, um, so did that. um discount like what is it eddie guerrero is he is <laughs> yes yeah was, is he the wrestler yeah. like he, that's who he reminds me of he's 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 got like the mullet and he's got like the goatee and he's got like the ripped upper body and they they sure do make it a point to get him shirtless as often as they possible do. for that well, let's um, open this way this open shirt do you think that was him that was like hey i got this body in fair you also see lynch's tits a lot and you see ryan felipe's ass a lot so yeah. i i think it's equal opportunity nudity uh but steven gyllenhaal just wanted to see some some tna that's it because you uh-huh. do see a lot of ryan Philippi ass and kelly lynch just exists to be like either naked or half naked like yeah. one of the first scenes you see her in she's just out in the barn cutting wood and like a, a cut down like like wife beater no bra shirt and just no bra and just so wet She's so just sweaty. So wet. And it's like, it is, it is a moist, man. moist it, scene. It cuts to that scene. It gets awkward. And then it cuts to a completely different scene with no fucking like coherence. It's crazy to me. 
Because we cut from that back to like the other two dudes at like a completely different place at a different yeah. time of day. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But holy shit, I want to. They try to have that flirty dialogue between her and Ryan Felipe when he's watching her and she's like, why don't you take your shirt off? There and he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, that's how I usually do it. Huh? I'm just kidding. Why are you picking on me? Why do you think Ryan Phillippe? Because <laughs> I want to fuck. It's so dumb. Subtext. And then like, are do we care? I know we don't care. We really, don't care about Are we supposed to care that uh, Hank Azaria and this chick have feelings, but yet they keep fucking other people? Because I don't no. care. I don't know. Yeah. But what is the purpose of showing me this shit if I'm not supposed to care? Maybe. That's, I don't know. Maybe going back to your, like, this is all done by people who don't smoke marijuana. Maybe it's people saying, like, well, I mean, once you start doing drugs like that, you just lose all morals and you <laughs> start fucking <laughs> anything, man. Yeah. You just, you have it's, no scruples anymore. Everything's open and free, man. man it is. Just, it's, it's, it's the hippie, hippie commune. Yeah. I only have, just live uh, together and fuck each other. I only have one more note, and I think you guys maybe have more than me, so I want you guys to go through <laughs> a little bit more. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, what's your note? Oh, you want us to go first? I guess I'll tell you my, my last note, because it's really dumb anyways. I don't want to end on it. Okay, and that's it's, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at, at this fucking hippie party, uh, mm -hmm. for no reason, I just really hate the fucking hippie hat one of these young kids is wearing. It might even be the Jake Gyllenhaal kid, but it's like that floppy multicolored thing you guys mm. might not even remember it but i remember it from mm -hmm. my high school and junior high days i fucking hate that hat and that kid was wearing it and immediately i want to be like i'd like to punch that kid <laughs> but really kyle like, how else will people know you smoke weed he's like eight too well and there's know, just people smoking weed around him but uh, it's, uh, everybody everybody smokes weed kyle i guess so i'm just i'm 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 uh repurposing a billy bob thornton line you know, when he says, just casually, everybody kills somebody. <laughs> what the fuck even line is that? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't think any improv or rewriting of lines was allowed. I think somebody wrote this out in like a typewriter at two in the morning, the day before shooting, and then they just went with it. And we're like, Billy Bob was like, you know, people don't talk like this. Shut up. Just, just do it. It's like uh, uh, Ben Affleck has that great story when... Uh, fucking who's the guy that did transformers michael, michael bay, bay. They, they were doing armageddon and ben affleck was like you know you're saying that drillers can learn how to go to the moon easier than moon guys can figure out how to run a drill and michael bay was like apparently was like ben just shut the fuck up and do the movie <laughs> Uh, also, uh go watch armageddon with the commentary track that's where that's on yeah uh, it is 10 times better than Homegrown. I've heard it's brilliant. It's yeah. fantastic. Ben Affleck does not hold back. He no. does not give one shit. I'm pretty sure he's drunk. He might be. I think he's real drunk or high. He's in rehab like right now for the fourth time. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. I Cheers actually, like almost every commentary I've heard Ben Affleck on, he's been drunk or high. So yeah, maybe rehab. That might be a good way to go. <laughs> so that's all my notes, boys. What have you all got left? Uh, Phil, would you like to, to like to leave with something? A couple, th a couple things. Um, going back to to character arcs and and just not being able to quite get there. I I thought the closest they got 
was with Hank Azaria's character where multiple times they they mention that you know he's the guy who's who he's the one who knows how to grow yeah. the weed and the green he's thumb. got he's got these this this um this idea of like being able to 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 kind of go out and use this to to further his career as a botanist he they kind of make a point to mention multiple times um just with little tidbits of him commenting on on the house plants yeah. or someone being or bon jovi being like man the thc in this is really good whoever did this knows their shit and, <laughs> and they kind of they kind of mm-hmm. build like a a potential for for something to happen with this and then just just like with the rest of it they yeah. just they just leave it dangling and we we never get any sort of closure on mm-hmm. on on that at all and it's it's frustrating agreed um no no character has any kind of change or growth and nobody learns anything in this movie for sure no. i it, it just like they all these characters are essentially the same character they were at the start of this film yeah nobody goes except anywhere. for john lithgow who's dead that's it no he's got a twin brother who's the same person don't you see yeah. Well, we don't know because that first one really didn't speak much. He he may have been just as racist and old manny, but uh, who can what, say? What else too? Like, what is the point? There's so many fucking things in this movie that just <laughs> the fucking pilot. Like twice it's shown. Why that he, does he show up again? Well, there's no that, reason for like, it. Like, what is the? He's got a fucking sneeze or like a, a sniffle cough thing. Like, what the fucking point? Like, it means the, nothing. It doesn't do anything, and that. He shows up, he fucking makes them show him John Lithgow's body, even though he's the guy that shot him six times, he knows he's fucking dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Show me the body, then makes them all get in the grave, and then he points a gun at him and says, hey, uh, don't deal with the Italian mob. I'm leaving. What? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Just kill them! Uh, Yeah, agreed. You're agreed. a killer, you've shown us you kill, you have no morals, you don't care. What the fuck? Just stop it here. Mm-hmm. I don't... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you, you want to know the best way to make sure the Italian mob does not get that weed? Shoot those four people. Right there. <laughs> then it doesn't yeah. happen. Yep. You, you clearly don't care about murder because you killed someone in the first two minutes of the movie. Yep. And there's no tension in that scene because of shit like that. It's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. these are all... There's also no tension because of how bad the acting oh, is yeah. at, at that spot where they're all like huddled and like screaming and it's not like in fairness ryan felipe is but like fully naked just completely naked i would not be acting well in that case either yeah but it's the type of screaming that like (laughs) if i were to tell you ryan kyle scream right now (laughs) that's that's what they're doing "Ah! (laughs) you have you have a gun on me Ah! come on (laughs) yeah Mm mm-hmm the only other note I have is um, the start of this movie. They wanted to make sure you knew Homegrown was a movie about weed. Yep. So uh. what do they do? They give you Smoke Two Joints by Sublime, uh-huh. while like a disembodied radio voice, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know who, but someone is talking about how weed is like it's it's got the most names out of everything oh, yeah. and starts listing off all the different types of names for weed, like marijuana, Mary Jane, yep. and Crowbar Prison, or whatever <laughs> the fuck other stupid <laughs> names come up. But, like, it's, it, 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 the whole thing remind just, it felt like someone 
making this movie who did not know about weed and it it totally this this movie is the is the living embodiment Kyle of of you being a a stoner teenager drawing pot leaves but you've never actually exactly. smoked before. Yeah, I actually, this is what that movie. This I actually movie do is. have a story about that. Equivalent. I remember being in junior high and getting into music and starting a band with like nine friends because you couldn't tell somebody they couldn't be in the band, even though none of us had ever actually played instruments. And the name of our band was the Illegal Leafs. God damn. Which was a marijuana symbol was our logo. Here's the thing: none of us had ever smoked weed at seventh grade in junior high. <laughs> never had. That's a, yeah, that is a true cool. thing that happened to me, and that's hilarious that you pegged that, Phil. Well, it's fucking. <laughs> I listen. Yeah, brilliant I case listen. study yeah. of me and my psyche. Yeah, I mean, again, you just say it on the air. Yeah. I again, I don't know how much work Phil did. He just listened to you say it. At at some <laughs> point, I'm sure I have. But uh, no, you no. Yeah. We're saying Kyle, you did. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. there we go. I remember this story on air. <laughs> I mean, As did Phil, a listener. I've probably had some chocolate milk, and uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying this month myself. So forgive me. It's a okay, buddy. I but do remember that. That was like uh, that whole opening segment is also another brilliant demonstration of exposition meet dialogue. Like, hey, mm-hmm. here we are in this movie about weed. Better get ready for it. Buckle in, because here it is. Man, I just remembered another fucking complaint I have, even though I didn't note it. So many people are treating like marijuana like it is this huge fucking cash crop, and it is like the bottom barrel of the drug trade. And nobody would be this flipped out about it. If this had been heroin, it would have been more believable. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? No, I did not watch the trailer for this movie. No. Oh. I went in fresh. You should watch the trailer. Yeah, I, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it afterwards and it starts off like with like, do you know what the most like America's biggest cash crop is? It's not corn. It's not wheat. It's and it makes like this clever, not clever innuendo towards weed. Oh my God. And then it, it comes in with like the, the shitty 90s ska music. And then it like. Not real big fish, but <laughs> shittier. The garbage scum. Um, I was going for Goldfinger, but that oh. shows how fucking oh, that it was Goldfinger, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, the the trailer paints this thing as like a wacky comedy with just hijinks galore every single turn. It is, um, watch it. Do your something. I will. It's, I will it's, now. Fa- it's fantastic. Will, you, will, uh... you will watch that trailer and go like. What the I will share that what, trailer what you, when we promote what this episode too. We will, we will put that <laughs> yeah. trailer out there because I'm I'm curious to see it now. I do have one last. Go thing. ahead, buddy. Um, I, I I went on to uh I was I was browsing around Rotten Tomatoes trying to find out more about the movie and found the um the reviews the user reviews Ooh. for it and found the choicest one by Eric H who says, um. This is an awesome movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should go to the video store right now and rent it. First off, the cast is superb. <laughs> Not only does it have current stars like Ryan Phillippe and Billy Bob Thornton, but it also has your stars of yesteryear oh. like Judge Reinhold. 
Ted Danson. It also has numerous cameos by actors like John Bon Jovi, Ted Danson, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Second off, the story was quite good also. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It, it, was, an, it was interesting how they took a plot for a stoner movie and almost made it dramatic. <laughs> it takes... <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. Almost. You almost did it. Fantastic. Continue, it, it takes the drug situation in the United <laughs> States, and instead of giving it a comedic face like in Half Baked, it has a true life lesson image. Wow. Like like traffic. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this is the this is the traffic of weed movies, fella. Oh man. <laughs> So, watch this movie. If you're a stoner, it'll give you insight into something you love. And if you don't do drugs, it'll give you a more realistic view of drugs than either side wants you to see. Damn. Two and that a half terrible. stars. That, yeah. was, that was absolutely <laughs> awful. And I wonder if that dude is actually like a local sheriff. My mouth was a This was left in 2015. 2015? This dude saw this movie? 2015. So one, Ryan Felipe was not a current star in no. 2015. No. Just, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was literally I just, speechless. I, I can't I can't even I love the rebut. comparison to traffic. Yeah. I love that. This is yes, this is this the is traffic just, of just like traffic. Because they almost nailed it. That's when I think of traffic, I think of almost nailing it, right? Mm-hmm. They were yeah. almost there. Traffic had uh, Topher Grace in like his first big, big movie. I don't remember him at all in that one. He's the boyfriend that gets the girl, the daughter, addicted to the drugs. Really? Mm-hmm. He's the one that's he's the heroin boyfriend. I'll have to go back and watch that. And at they some both point. get on. It was like his first big thing during that '70s show. I remember it. Yeah. Speaking of Topher Grace, I just watched Spider Man. Why? 3. That is why. <laughs> I I um. I've been painting. Uh, I I do crafting and and painting. Oh for yeah, the miniatures. RPGs. Yeah, nice. yeah. And so I've I just set up um set up a phone uh, at my painting station and put on whatever I can on Netflix and that was awesome. Oh, okay. Like, you know, put that in the background. And I was just like, that is oh, that is such a sad. That is that is the the homegrown of comic book movies. Um, just. Just a sad, half-hearted. It's just doesn't know what it wants to be. Take on on the genre. It's hilarious. I mean, that sounds up. like a person who has not seen Electra oh. or Howard the <laughs> Duck or The Punisher, but I the have... Dolph Lundgren one. It's it's funny to me that you bring it's up true. Spider-Man Three because I lit like just yesterday. I've, as Ryan will tell you, I spend a lot of time just fucking around on YouTube and this I find random shit. And I found like two study like breakdowns. One of like what the fuck went wrong with Spider Man three, and the other one was what would Spider Man four have been mm-hmm. had it been allowed to go through. And both were really fantastic. Um, as we all know, like the big problem with Spider Man three is the pushing of Venom studio interference. The studio interference, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up killing Spider Man four because uh, you know he really wanted to make four the best one to try to make up for three and he had a lot of really cool ideas that were going to happen in it and then the studio started pushing and interfering again and he just decided to walk away and they decided to do the reboot Mm -hmm. which we all know turned out even worse somehow than spider-man 3 but that's that's crazy you just brought that up because i literally watched those yesterday I mean, you could bring up a Spider-Man th- thing, and I, like, I've probably seen a video every day on YouTube about a Spider-Man I'm sure. Thing. Well, it's also very popular right <laughs> now because of the game. 
Yeah, that's the right. The PS4 yeah. game is blowing up everywhere, and so everybody's talking about it. I can't wait for us to talk about that. I know, right? But uh, I'm going to, because we are at an hour, I'm going to like bullet mm. run, just like real quick, all shoot right. off all of the topics I have left. If you guys want to hit okay. in, just interrupt me. Go. All right. All right. Film is shot poorly. One weird, 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 weird close-up scene where like the face took up way too much frame at the beginning of the movie bunch of weird weird angles and like art school angles you know like that mm-hmm. dutch angle appears when things go wrong and it's just like textbook film 101 like it's what you learn in the first class you take in film school yeah like it's it's bullshit i think this film borrows a lot of things from other better films um we talked about the mexican standoffs and the guns and like that opening the marijuana uh lists off with the um ah disambiguated i can't think of the word right now but like that radio announcer oh, like that's traditional dialogue that's straight do yeah. the right thing man like yeah. everything in this movie feels like it's from another better movie um cheap so cheaply shot like that's why the big set piece takes place in a forest because it's, it's so there, lame and nobody's gonna bother him mm-hmm. hank azaria not a leading man no he's and not. for some reason he <laughs> is the leading man in yeah. this movie he is kind of the focal point um, it should be Billy Bob Thornton's character because of the plot, but it's not. That's when, weird. When Hank Azaria showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, he also had a big part in that shitty Godzilla movie. And that was also not great. Oh, you know what? I prefer Godzilla 1998 to Homegrown 1998. I do, too. It's crazy. Both those were big Hank Azaria. And then he tried to do Mystery Men in 97. I think Hollywood was trying to push Hank Azaria and he chose poorly. He chose yeah. real poor. Um, uh, really uninspired jokes. I've got two to exemplify it. Um, I've got one of those Mongols should, and moguls. That's a good one. Uh, should I, should we toke some more for luck? Your bad luck. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. That was the most dangerous part, right? Whatever you're doing is the most dangerous part. Sure. I remember that one joke too. Both this is great. This is right. great shit. Yeah. This is terrible. Okay. Um, Weird country funk soundtrack. Oh, wait, no, it's garbage modern songs. Oh, wait, it's just whatever the fucking scene needs it to be. Um, I have a yeast infection. Good. I like that joke. I thought that was like the one bit of (laughs) honesty. What What the fuck was that at? (laughs) That's Hank Azaria and um, Lucy. Uh, When the first time they're in bed together and like he kind of starts fingering her. I see. And she just goes like, I have a yeast infection. He's like good and it keeps doing it. i'm like that's 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 like a real piece of life that would happen i can see that um do 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 uh the pacing feels off yep, uh for some too. fucking reason they killed john lithgow's character malcolm off in the first two minutes of this movie and then they proceed to tell three different sets of fucking people that he's dead and then 33 minutes into the movie they have the talk of well, should we talk to people about this? Should we tell people he's dead or should we keep going? Why are you having this conversation after you've already told people he's dead or yeah. that he's alive? Like you're pretending to be him. Why are we having this ethical conversation or whatever? Like after you've told all the important characters, like you've already gone down this path, whatever. But the pacing's off. There's a whole, f- this movie has so many useless scenes and it's a two hour movie. So this is unforgivable because this it, movie yeah. is fucking long and it feels it. But like an example of one of the useless scenes, um, 
after they go meet bon- John Bon Jovi in the hot tub. I actually liked that scene a lot. I thought that was a, a nice little scene with John Bon Jovi, his wife, Hank Azaria, and Billy Bob in the hot tub. I, t- I did like one thing in that, and it was another little character development of Billy Bob Thornton, because John Bon Jovi's over there doing like mm-hmm. these kung fu moves under the water, and Billy Bob Thornton's character starts doing them too. Because ah, he, again, he's this trying whole to imitate success. Yeah, he wants to be a successful person. Or, I guarantee you that is a touch or affectation that he brought to the character that Billy Bob was not did. in the script. Oh, yeah. The director wasn't I like, hey, you do it. Guarantee you, yeah. yeah. But like the very next scene, so they're there to get the money and set the deal and make sure it goes through. The very next scene, Hank Azaria and the dumb one, Ryan and Felipe, are in a diner eating in the morning. Uh, and then they think trouble's there. They think somebody's there to kill them. I know, yeah. And it's just Billy Bob who has the money and he was teasing them. This is a scene where literally nothing happens. Well, not only that, like... And it's fake tension for no reason, but, like, he has the money. They had it. Like, there's there's just no reason for the scene to exist because it doesn't, it doesn't advance the plot. It doesn't advance any character. And, like, nothing in it is funny. There's no reason for it. No, it's terrible. Yeah. All, everything about this movie is terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, why didn't they tell Lucy right away? Why, why did they keep her out? And then... If you're going to keep her out, then why is she such a big part of the movie? It's just fake drama. Yeah, nothing in this movie makes sense or is good. Uh, you got any other big ones there? What the fuck is that rapey kiss, Hank Azaria? Because he has a real rapey weird kiss on oh, her. Oh, with her when he grabs her? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she slaps him at one point, and it has, like, no sound. And that it's, like, the too. most awkward fucking slap I've seen in a movie. It was so obviously, like, a stage slap. And, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Uh, what's the weird Sergeant Pepper's outfit that he wears at the party, Hank Azaria? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that doesn't fit his character that we've established up to this point. Because that's what I would expect from a guy in a mullet in the fucking, yeah, you know. To be super into the Beatles and want to wear a Sergeant Pepper. It's fucking weird. Ryan, give me two more. I, I know you got like it. tons of more. No, because we, that's we actually it? That's covered it? a lot. Okay, yeah. well, good. Also, Ted Danson... Extremely miscast. John Lithgow, extremely miscast. Everybody's really miscast except for Ryan Felipe, who I think is a dumb dumb. There we go. That's it. Boom. All right. Done. The movie sucked and yeah. I hated it. Way to go, Phil. You've made me deal <laughs> with an angry Ryan for an hour. I, <laughs> I got you good. You <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Man, Phil, I wish you had something to plug. Is there an online version of your newspaper we can read? There is, there is. I work for the Woodburn Independent. If you want all the hottest uh, online high school sports for Northern Marion That's County, where I'm going, baby. Uh, <laughs> c- come on by, come on by. We have, we have a big rivalry game. Oh, this weekend. Love the local uh, rivalry. North Marion Huskies against the Woodburn Bulldogs. Uh, they have not been in the same conference for about twenty years. They're back. They reclassified. They're in the same conference. League schedule starts on Friday against each other. They're both unbeaten, 3-0. and um, This is going to be a great game, so I, I encourage you to come on over to the Woodburn Independent and check out my um, very poorly written recap uh, on Friday night. Man, you're the best self-promoter I've ever heard. Phil, my good friend, man, I'm glad that uh, it looks like you're going to join us again this next year in Louisville. Oh, okay. I think so. Um, I think so. I'm very glad um, that's going to happen. 
a good many people have been extraordinarily know, generous uh, in trying to get me out people there, and I appreciate it very, very much. can sometimes not be a bunch of bastards. Um, and I think you're, you're a nice guy. Everybody likes you. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to party with Phil. It didn't hurt that he dressed up as Santa the last time and handed out free booze. You know? <laughs> That's... I mean, I like yeah. to have a shit. You, you did try to drink that booze, but you I were tried still real so hard. fucking destroyed from your escapades the night before. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Phil, do you remember Ryan in the Bridge the Gap series? Do you remember that night? Oh yeah. yes, oh yeah. yes. I was, I was there for part of it. I was, it was during the the, the ice hockey it tournament. Was. Mm-hmm. So when it came in. Yeah. Um, I I only saw the tail end of it when you were flailing on the bed kicking Dave before in the back I, I kicked Ryan out of the room and was like we have to go somewhere else <laughs> yeah I saw I saw almost the worst but I, from what I hear I think the worst happened um, after after yeah, the fact so but, I remember none of it you don't which is yeah. a blessing that you should hold on to that's the best part someone has to get someone has to get blackout drunk at every tadpog prom it was me the first year it was you the mm-hmm. second year so yeah that's right um, i don't know if that if that roulette wheel is gonna spin back on me again because i, think, um, I nominate micah i was gonna I, say I it's he gotta be micah coming. this year man yeah he deserves I, I to just go micah's for it a heavy well, but he's not he but he, he's instigated or made it known that he kind of wants to not babysit people the third year and kind of have fun himself and i think we should encourage that and get that dude so fucked up oh yeah from from what i understand drew was also apparently yeah on saturday saturday but drew got really fucked up but he's not much of a um of a guy who makes a scene no he he realized what was happening and retired to his room very early (laughs) as opposed to you and i bill I, I did allegedly maybe um, cause cause some um, damage. Property to the damage. Hotel. Can I tell you my favorite Phil story? <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear from your the first Phil's. prom. Okay, it was because you were dressed up as Mario, uh-huh. and you were gone that <laughs> night, and yeah. we were going outside to do something, and you like took a tumble down the stairs. Oh yeah, like real bad. But then like you popped up immediately, and. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so in awe of like just your get upness, and then I heard somebody go, and I, I just the best. I, yeah. I will forever have that memory in my mind now. Uh, I remember my- this is like Gandalf. I have no recollection. Of <laughs> I have this. no memory of this place. Um, no <laughs> what was amazing to me was that you know I knew Phil uh, vicariously through the different online groups that we know each other in. And uh, he, I'm assuming you are as well, but he and I seem to be both big fans of the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. And before oh, yes. we met the first time, we were, I, I, I told him, I was like, dude, we got to do the, the handshake from Predator. And uh, so I saw him in the lobby of the hotel and I was like, Phil. And he stood up and he's like, hey. And we walked over and we did it like right in the middle of the hotel <laughs> lobby. And I was like, fuck it, hey, man. Phil is like the coolest dude. Hell yeah. CIA's got you pushing too many pencils, Kyle. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. It was fantastic, man. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. I, I... <laughs> oh man, we might have to get Phil on for. I mean, we might have to get Arnold on to talk for a drunk cast sometime. Yeah, yeah. Arnold and Stallone. Because I know it's per- it was actually my it was actually my Christopher oh, Walken impersonation. Oh, it's it's really bad. No, uh, uh, man, Phil, dude, thank you so much for being on this show. And this has been a delight. I hope that the recording on your end worked out well, and that mm-hmm. this show actually comes off in the way that I've planned it. Because we're really flying yeah. by the seat of our pants for the last hour. 
And it really just hit me that I hope this works. That's at the very <laughs> least, this will be an extraordinarily pleasant 75 minutes I've had with yeah. you guys. And well, that's thank fine you. With yeah, me, man. absolutely. And and same for you. Let's... And I want you to know, yeah. I don't think either Ryan or myself hold homegrown against you. Very good. I appreciate Ryan's that. making a face. Hold on. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, it's fine. This is like strike one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I mean, we're going to end there. Cause uh, we've also decided to not run air conditioning for recordings Ooh, now. It is hot in here. It's getting hot as fucking balls in the studio. <laughs> so uh, you guys should start splitting wood. Woo! I mean, we are pretty much Billy Bob in the forest right now. Yeah. We're in our underwear uh, and I've got my bathrobe. I've on. been rolling around for 10 minutes. <laughs> Just. But Phil, man, you're a fucking treat. I'm so glad that we were able to meet in these weird ass internet circles. I fucking love every time oh, I talk to you and yes. interact with you. And this episode has only reaffirmed and cemented that fact even harder. So, well, let's do it. Again I would love sometime. to, man. We'll, we'll get something better than homegrown, though. I promise you. I would say we'll pick next yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get something, but we'll get you back on, buddy. But uh, you know, Phil, thank you. I am mm-hmm. Kyle. I'm Ryan. And Phil, you are. I'm there so we good. go. And uh, we'll catch you next time, everybody. And go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>